Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to a very special uh, kind of mini segment of AASR Live. Um, I am here because, uh, well, um, someone that I, I know and love and respect very much uh, had something that they wanted to share. And I said, well, this is a great idea. Why don't we do a live event and tell people about it? So uh, you may already see over, uh, well, to my right, left, I don't know what side it is. Uh, I've got uh, Cheryl Poe here with me. And let me tell you a little little bit about Cheryl. And Cheryl, I've got an intro and I'm going to go through some of this intro here. Um, and, and then I'll get to the most important part of the end of the intro. Of course, you're the founder and executive director of Advocating for Kids, Inc., uh, a special education advocacy organization that provides resources, information, workshops to parents, professionals, uh, with a special focus on addressing the needs of black and brown children with disabilities. Uh, you, of course, have been a past uh, board president for the National Allies for Parents and Special Education. Uh, uh, NAPSI, and a national parent-driven organ, uh, national parent-driven organization that works really hard to increase access and quality advocacy resources for special education families from underserved populations to improve educational outcomes. Uh, you hold a master's of arts in urban education and counseling. Yeah. Uh, you have also completed over 15 credit hours of postgraduate work in psychology. Yeah. Uh, in June, uh, 2004, that seems like yesterday, uh, you completed the nation, uh, the nation group psychotherapy Institute, uh, at Washington school of psychiatry, uh, in Washington, DC, uh, in the study uh, of group psychotherapy. Uh, you have completed a two-year term as the Student Outreach and Recruitment uh, Committee Chairperson for the Mid-Atlantic Psychotherapy uh, Society Board of Directors and were awarded the Jefferson Cup for leadership in that role. Uh, you, of course, have been uh, the chair of the National Association for Education of African-American Children with Learning Disabilities. Uh, that's a very long acronym there, uh, so I won't say that. Uh, and, of course, you've served on the Council of Parents, Advocates, and Attorneys, COPA, uh, where you helped develop strategies to address the needs of black people within the organization. And uh, you've served as a co-chair for the Social, Racial, Equity Committee, um, where you have uh, helped develop and implement activities to ensure the needs of black and brown children uh, were respected, uh, addressed and respected within COPA. Mm -hmm. uh, and you've completed the William & Mary Law Institute of Special Education Advocacy Summer Conference and the first annual class. Eventually, you became, I knew this, a presenter <laughs> for William & Mary Law Institute. And I've heard great things about that, uh, of the Special Education Advocacy Summer Conference. Uh, you've been a presenter at many uh, conferences, national disability organizations, uh, such as the Autism and Black Conference, the Dyslexia Alliance uh, for Black Children uh, presentation, uh, Council of Parents, Attorneys and Advocates, um, Philadelphia Conference, and Virginia Board of People with Disabilities. You, you've been all over the place. And of course, you know, you've been, uh, you have work experience that includes over 20 years of working with children uh, with various disabilities. Uh, and their families uh, as an in-home clinician and therapeutic foster case manager. Uh, and of course, uh, you're a mother as well of two boys with learning disabilities. Uh, and you pride yourself on understanding the struggles that black parents face when dealing with special education issues. Um, and of course, uh, it says here that you were diagnosed with ADHD uh, and learning disabilities and received special education services as a child. Yes. So, you know, this is work uh, <laughs> that you've been doing, work that's in your DNA. And, you know, I've what I was going to add here, I mean, long uh, your long intro there is is what's really important to me. Um, 
which I'm really proud to call you a friend and a colleague. Uh, you're an amazing person out there that's been doing um, change and, and change in communities that really need focus and attention. Uh, and, you know, I've had the opportunity to get to know you and the the work that you've been doing, and you are relentless and tireless and um, somebody that is making positive change in the world. So really excited to have you here today. Um, so Cheryl, thank you, thank you, thank you for all you do and are, all you are, and welcome. Thank you so much. What a wonderful intro. Can I just like have you come around with me? <laughs> sure, sure. I'll, I'll just be your, your your new intro person, right? Um, well, you know, and and again, uh, you know, of course, you know, I, I read through a lot of your background, but but really sinks in with me is just uh, having known you now for oh gosh, it's probably goes back at least four years now. Um, yeah, and you know, of course, you've been on our uh, podcast before, and uh, you know, I always uh, get. A Excited when I see an email or, or hear something from you. So you had reached out to me recently to talk a little bit about a conference that's coming up, yes. uh, which is the Black Collective Advocacy Network Conference. Yes. And uh, you were we were talking about the conference, and uh, you know, kind of said, "Hey, you know, why don't why don't we share that? Why don't we uh, do a little live together, and we can talk to people about what it is and, and what you're doing and whatnot." Uh, and I will just let you know real quick: anybody that happens to be watching live, because this is live right now on Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, and later we actually even make it available as a podcast. So hopefully people will listen to it in time to find out about this great event. Uh, people that are listening uh, now live, feel free to tell us who you are in the chat and where you're from. And I see one of our, our frequent flyers here, Nicole, already has and said, wow, I'm impressed with those credentials and happy to join. Uh, Nicole's from New Jersey uh, and thankful to be able to listen and learn. So anyone else that's joined on live, feel free to Tell us who you are and where you're from. And with that, let me transition to you, Cheryl. And why don't you tell us a little bit about this upcoming event? Um, what kinds of things are going to be happening there? Where it is? How people can get involved? And why don't you take it away? All right. Well, thank you again for that wonderful introduction. And, it, and it's funny. You're right. We, we have been working for about four years together. Mm -hmm. oh, uh, it looks like you just became muted somehow, Cheryl. Uh-oh. Okay, let's see if we can figure out. Uh, um. Okay. Okay, perfect. Now you're unmuted. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, <we> <laughs> yeah that's the part where you said something really bad about me, I think. You know, we have been working together for four years. Yeah. And then it's gone, I know. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I, right. I really enjoyed you uh, working with you and, and watching your processes and, and the work that you've done with uh, Alliance Against Restraints Inclusion. I should have worn my shirt. I was so happy when I got my shirt in the mail. I have worn it, but I promise I'm going to wear my shirt and send you some pictures and put it on my website. Fantastic. Because, uh, I respect you to the work that, that you've done and, and it's been fun working with you um, and i just got back from the arc i was a presenter uh yesterday at the virginia arc convention and had a chance to um, really talk about this issue in a way that i believe is important so you know this conference that i'm doing is like a bucket list dream i as a black woman who went through some very racial experiences when my I was trying to get my children identified for services and then keep those services. And it was frustrating because I didn't I could not find any advocates that looked like me, right? I they they were predominantly um white advocates, white women. And 
the issues that I felt were getting in the way of me being able to make sure that my son and my oldest son um, to get his speech therapy services was definitely um, difficult. So over the years of doing all of this work, I finally got to a position where I realized that there are a lot of Black advocates, Black school psychologists, Black professionals that are doing this work and have been doing this work, but we're scattered all over the place. So we all started kind of trying to come together just for each other, right? <laughs> just to share resources and, and, and address some of that commonality of the intersectionality that exists with having a disability or raising a child with a disability and the fact that they're Black. There is racism that exists in America. There is racism that exists within our public schools. And Guy, you know, um, just from your work with Restraint and Seclusion, that the data shows federally that if you are a Black student with a disability, your chances of being restrained mm -hmm. or secluded are much greater. And not because Black kids are better than white kids. I've heard people say that to me, and, and I don't believe that to be true at all. Um, I, I believe that the system, educational system, has a lot to work on. Because um, think about it. Black people weren't allowed in public education until the 50s. That wasn't that long ago. Because even after Brown versus the Board of Education was 1954, was passed, it still had to get through the Jim Crow kind of laws, right, to actually get kids in school. So if you think about it, the system was never developed for Black people at all. Then you add disabilities. People, Black or white, that had disabilities were not allowed to go to public schools, right? They, too, were they were discriminated against, they were um, institutionalized, they were treated as animals. Um, and so when you put those intersectionalities together and you're trying to go through a system that we had to develop laws for both of us to go, well, guess what? It takes a while to break that. Mm. So me and some wonderful, wonderful, wonderful people from across the country have decided to, I was able to get them to all come together and we are having a conference called the Black Collective Network Advocacy. And it's uplifting black families and the disability communities. We're saying it's for us, meaning that the topics will be centered around that intersectionality. You know, we say it's by us because even within the disability communities, and you may have observed some of this yourself, Guy, and I think maybe you and I have even talked about that when it comes to presenting in these large organizations, you don't see a lot of Black people doing that. I mean, it's, it's, you may see one out of 30. <laughs> you know, I, uh, the one that I just came from this week, there are none of them, from what I understand, were there were no, no people of color that were part of the main preliminary, you know, kind of keynote, big kinds of presentations. I think maybe me, other, maybe three other blacks presented. And that's usually kind of the norm that you see at conferences. So we're saying by us because there are a lot of talented people, black advocates that are doing great work. And this is a platform for them to shine. You know, where they can 
get the word out about what they do and how and, and connect with community and, and make sure that they're staying up on their skills and they have opportunities to mentor and they have opportunities to share all the wonderful knowledge that they have. And then when we talk the about us that's in there is that we, uh, this is gonna be specific to that intersectionality. You know, parents need, black parents have to navigate not only just the regulations, but then we got to deal with those microaggressions. And how do the microaggressions get in the way of getting your child the services that they need? And that is just some of the things that, that we're going to do. The conference is virtual. And we did that on purpose um, for lots of reasons. A, it's cheaper, <laughs> right? You don't have to, you know, it reduces barriers. People don't have to fly or travel anywhere. You don't have to pay for a hotel. You don't have to pay for your meals or anything like that. You're in the comfort of your home. And, you know, parents tend to have to watch our kids, right, go out on the weekends, um, especially moms. And this gives you a chance to, hey, if you need to give your children some attention, that's fine, because everything that we do is going to be recorded so they can come back and look at it later. We, 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 it's about getting the information there. As long as a person buys a ticket, they will have access to every single session recorded because they may want to go back and listen to something or you know, even the day of or around the conference weekend times, there may be times that they just can't be there. They just can't be there live with this guy. And I can go on more, so tell me where to stop and <laughs> well, no, no, if you no, have no. any questions. Yeah, no, this, this is great. And uh, I know you had some things to share, but in the meantime, I was also going to uh, share uh, the webpage for this, if that's okay. Yes, um, so you've got a webpage um, about the event, right? Yes. Um, and uh, I hopefully, if all went well, I have that up on my screen now yes. so uh, people can see that. And of course, the webpage says a lot of what you just told us. Uh, it talks about when the event's going to happen, the dates. Uh, it talks about, you know, uh, kind of the big points you here you know for us by us about us yes. uh and of course people can purchase a ticket yes. and uh you know uh sometimes the tickets for these events are i mean i hate to say this but you know they're, they're cost prohibitive and uh mm -hmm. you know it looks like uh, it's 125 dollars uh which is not cost prohibitive which yes. is which uh, yes. hopefully is is a yeah. good thing for folks because you and know, seen... offer some scholarships too okay great oh, great so that even if that is for some people cost prohibitive a lot fantastic. of speakers have donated tickets i have said i've had some of my white clients want to support this and and donate tickets at the, it's just been wonderful Fantastic. Uh, and of course, you've got the school full schedule here as well. Yes. Uh, and you can kind of click through and see Friday, Saturday, and Sunday uh, what the sessions are going to be. You can learn more about the speakers here. Uh, and of course, you can share this on social media, which is a great yes, thing to be yeah. able to do. So you've yeah. got a lot of information here yeah, about scrolling. the event. Yeah, it keeps going. We'll see some more. Yeah, on the other way. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, Roundtable discussions. Yes. Uh, yeah, this looks like a fantastic event. Yeah. Um, so again, I put that link in the chat here um, so that people can click on that and uh, find you. out more or uh, register if they want yes. to. Uh, anything else you want to tell me about the uh, the website here? It looks like we cover most of the information. Yeah, yeah. Just just that if you scroll all the way down, mm -hmm. guy, come all the yep. way down, you yep. can see each oh, okay. of Oh, wow. There you go. I, I thought I'd reached the end here. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, okay. If you yeah, keep so. going, you can see each okay. individual presenter who they okay. are. Uh, what the name of their company is, a bio, a description, the name of the title of their presentation, 
Um, it just, you know, it's a great way for you to, to plan around, okay, what's, what's going to work for me? And maybe mm -hmm. I can't reach this one, but I can do the other one. But it, mm -hmm. it also gives you a lot of information of the wonderful information, that, the wonderful things that you will learn in this conference. Mm -hmm. And, and mm -hmm. the quality, the quality. I mean, I've been so lucky to get some of these, these speakers. They are, you know, some of them are nationally recognized, nationally sought out, sought out speakers. And then some of them are kind of new to the process. And for me, when I say year, I'm talking like four years. Right, right. <laughs> we sure. have um, parents. Um, this is, this is, can you go back to that one? Yep. This this is a, a really interesting one. This is, um, he's a pastor. Curtis Gaines hmm. is a, hmm. a pastor out of Florida. And he's in a situation where, you know, a grand, grandparents raising grandchildren. And, and then having to deal with like what, you know, relearning and rethinking what disabilities are, you know, because in, in, in the black culture and the black communities, um, especially about my time of growing up, disability was something to be ashamed of. Mm -hmm. It was something to um, either pretend it didn't exist or try and beat it, beat it out of the child. It doesn't work. Right, so right, you know, right. their story is really neat coming from a perspective of being older, right? Mm -hmm. and, and what that meant if you had a child to, to now mm -hmm. and the lessons learned. So um, they're going to be one of the panelists on that, that position, Black Parents Roundtable's mm -hmm. lessons learned. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that's fantastic. And, and, and you know, uh, you know, I hear you as you're saying, like, you know, hey, when when I was growing up, this is how it is. And, and what I appreciate about uh, the work that you have been doing uh, as long as I've known you and for much longer than that uh, is how you're one of the people out there changing it. Right. Yeah, and we've got a long way to go. I mean, we've got a long <laughs> way to go in all of this. But, you know, w without people out there, Cheryl, like you that are really leading the way and getting people to um you know think about things differently and and look at things differently i mean that that's what's really important and this is an event that's all about kind of continuing that right it's all about it yeah that's great opportunity it's yep. all about opportunity for people who are often ignored right mm -hmm. to have a space and, and come and feel safe um around the idea of talking about what it means to be black and disabled, talking mm -hmm. about what it means to raise a disabled child, mm -hmm. um, and then learning, learning skills so that hi, we can change, we can change those statistics, you know that. Absolutely. As a community, we're, we can do this. And, and I really am hopeful that the kind of information that we're going to be sharing in this kind of path, this is my first one. And and it was it was like I had to work through my fear of wanting to do it. And now that I've done it, I'm like, oh, yes, yes. this is it. This is working. And mainly because of the excitement from people. Like people are like, oh, my gosh, this is incredible. This is a wonderful opportunity. This is so needed. So and this does not exclude white people. I, I want to make that very clear. Mm -hmm. um, I saw you had to delete a comment and I have had to delete a comment. Oh, oh, from and just, so you, just so you know, that, that was actually a spammer that oh, was okay. trying. You, we, we've. <laughs> I, I guess I guess you know you you've made it on your uh, your live broadcast when you begin to get spammers that start sharing links to try to trick people into going to so yeah, oh my that's all that was <laughs> that's what that was yeah. okay because I've had to delete some comments off of my sponsored ads you know mm. people just you know they see black collective activists network and they automatically think you know the negative or or, or not negative they feel a need to. Um, 
I think in some ways want to cause harm to people wanting to come together to learn and, and saying very, very, very cruel, cruel things. And, and that's why I think we need to have a space where we can talk about this and know that it's okay. It's safe. But we encourage, in fact, if you go up, you'll see Caitlin. I mean, we actually have a white presenter. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm, And and we encourage that if you want to come and learn more, there she is. She'll be doing part of the opening with me. She's a professor um, at Howard University. She's been working with me for about six months and uh, doing some work looking at the data in Virginia. It's not good. (laughs) It is not good. And she's been helping me work through that. We've kind of written out a little, um, I shouldn't say little, about 16 page uh, report on what we've identified as far as issues with uh, students with disabilities in Virginia. So she'll be talking with us and then also teaching later for other people in their communities that want to know how to use the data or even how to get to the data so that they can go back and use that information if they want to file systemic complaints or use that as leverage to talk to um, people that have the power and authority to make some changes in their own district. So that's that's one of the key pieces in this. Not only will you learn what you can do for your individual child, Oops. Oops. Sorry, sorry, Cheryl. I, I, I was trying to remove the screen to make you and I large, and I removed the wrong one. <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> that's okay. So, you know, that's one of the exciting things. Not only are people going to learn what they can do for themselves in their individual situations, they're going to learn tools and resources of what they can do when they want to do something for their community. Mm-hmm, you know? mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, we actually have Linda Carrington. She's going to be at the end talking about, hey, maybe you want to start your own nonprofit. Maybe there's work that you're doing that you don't realize could be a nonprofit. Maybe you make a connection That's with great. someone here and you're able to work together on a project. Yeah. So it's, it's B- because really we can great. make change, right? I mean, yes, the work that you're do doing this. makes changes. You know, the, the work that we're doing here at the Alliance makes change. Uh, I, I love encouraging people to do that. I mean, you know, I. I you know, when, when I started the Alliance, I never intended really to start an organization and then one day to quit my job and just focus on this. But, you know, we can do it. We can make change. And I love kind of bringing community together and connecting people uh, that are really, I mean, this, this event is about building community. Uh, so I think this is fantastic. We do have a question here. And uh, Karen, Karen just mentioned ripples make ripples. I absolutely agree with that. We did have a question here. And I think we have time maybe to get to a question or two. And we were just going to do this as kind of a, a short event. Uh, so we, we, we don't have the, the usual full time here. But uh, Darlene asked, with the current climate, how are you moving advocacy forward? Do you feel more pushback now than in the past? Um, definitely. Well, I live in the state of Virginia and it's always been pushback. Yeah. It's no worse or no better. Um, and, and what I have done is focus more so on systemic on systemic issues. In fact, um, and I was going to try and take to bring it up, but I'll share it with you later. I was able to file an office of civil rights complaint against the Virginia Department of Education with some other advocates hmm. um, for um, disability discrimination, not providing services during the COVID time, and then we do some other things in there related to uh, our dispute resolution office just being horrendous. They picked it up. <laughs> they picked up the one issue. So right now, I have an active office of civil rights complaint that the attorney general of Virginia is dealing with 
because of the systemic damages that have been happening to students with disabilities. So my next step with that, right, and that's why I'm working with an um, assistant professor from uh, Howard, is to use that same idea that the systemic issues and the data that they have to follow a complaint about racial and disability discrimination mm -hmm. against the state of Virginia. Because Virginia is always, always in the negative when it comes to any of the outcomes for black students. And I, I don't know if you guys know that um, about the class action lawsuit that was filed against the Virginia Department of Education for uh, their hearing officers being disgustingly horrible and never ruling in, in honor of, of parents. Are you familiar with that? You're looking. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, no, I, I'm, I'm trying to remember, and sometimes my, uh, yeah, I, I don't recall it off my head now. But I just wanted, I think, to answer that question is, is this is how you move forward? Because okay. what they did was it got kicked out of court, right? They couldn't get the certification for our class, and then some other procedural issues. Not, not that the case was a substance, but it, procedural issues. So what they've done is filed a complaint with the Virginia Attorney General to investigate the violations. So it's a different style of advocacy. Mm -hmm. It's a bigger piece because individually you can help that individual. But in order to make some systemic significant change, Moving forward is doing systemic complaints. Sure, sure. And of course, we get pushback. Yeah, yeah, and no, I that and, and that <laughs> systemic. Yeah, and, and but here's the thing. Here, here's what I know about Cheryl Poe is that you may get pushback, but you push harder, and 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 and, and you know you you take things up to a, another scale. I mean, sometimes sometimes to help a kid, you've got to fix a system, and and that's what you're doing, and that's fantastic work. Well, we are just about out of time here, so we're gonna have to wrap up, but I have put the links again in the chat for people to learn about the event, and uh, hopefully uh, people will, and and you know, you know the drill here, if you're watching us live, or even if you watch us uh, later, Share this, please. Share this in communities. Uh, share this with your your friends, your you know uh, whoever you work with, your colleagues. Uh, you know this is how change happens. And Cheryl, I want to thank you for uh, taking some time today to join me. It was it was great to see you. Uh, you know it seems like we have emails every once in a while back and forth. Yes. But I always enjoy the opportunity to, to see <laughs> your did. face and, and, and I love uh, your newsletters. If you guys are on his list for his newsletters, you got to sign up. They're great. Awesome. Thank you so and much. I sure will. I sure will. He's getting ready to head off to college. So oh, I, I, we'll, we'll have to catch up on all, all of that later. I'm going to let our audience go here. You can hang around for a second, but uh, thank you everybody for watching and we will see you again. We have actually another special event tomorrow. We're, we're, we've got a lot of stuff going on. So uh, we're with Dr. Lori Desitels tomorrow, really having a very candid conversation about restraint and seclusion from a kind of a, 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 a perspective of neuroscience and, and how we can do better. So I'll see you again tomorrow if you're here. Thanks. Bye-bye.